This evening, in our time of prayer on this Good Friday, we conclude our meditations on the Via Crucis, on the, on the way of the cross. And it's very fitting that this um, coming to the end of the Via Crucis, um, that we spend this time of prayer with you, Lord, on, on Good Friday. And the liturgy is all over. It's really left now in the, the quiet of tonight and anticipating the quiet of tomorrow morning. Uh, and that it's just this time to, to be here with you and to reflect on the, the final two stations. It's, you know, it's interesting to note that the, the way of the cross does not conclude with our Lord's death, right? You would think to carry the cross is uh, it's consumatum est, our Lord says at the, um, right before he dies, consumatum est, it's been accomplished. But yeah, our, our devotion doesn't finish, and that there's still something we need to learn along the Via Crucis uh, about this time after the crucifixion, and what happens in uh, these last two stops along the way that, we need to learn from the figures that we encounter here and that we can, in many ways, um, take this into our own hearts, particularly on this, on this Good Friday night as we, um, we've now commemorated our Lord's passion and death, as we await the celebration of the resurrection tomorrow night. Um, we're in this in-between time. And so particularly in this time, we... Um, we just rest with our Lord, and but we learn that there's still there still is work to do. the The thirteenth stop along the way of the cross is uh, that our Lord is taken down from the cross, and uh, that He's laid in the arms of His blessed Mother. That uh, Joseph of Arimathea uh, obtains permission. Uh, to to bury our Lord, uh, that to to uh, Saint Jose Maria reflects in his in his meditation that it's uh, required by Roman law. You're not allowed to just bury a condemned prisoner; that you have to have permission. And so Joseph of Arimathea, uh, using his his position, his um, wealth and prominence, uh, goes and asks uh, permission. To, to bury our Lord, to, to take down his, to take custody of his body and to take him off the cross. You know, many times prisoners would stay nailed to the cross, uh, that they would not be, they, they would, their, their lifeless bodies would be eaten by the beasts of the field. They would just stay there to rot. Uh, and so that there's a real charity now that goes just beyond the utilitarian uh, nature that rather uh, this is our Lord, and so there's the desire to to do what's right um, for now his body and to take him down from the cross and Joseph and, and Nicodemus as well. Now Nicodemus is an interesting figure because Nicodemus, um, the same who earlier visited Jesus by night. Uh, brings with him uh, 
myrrh and aloes, about 100 pounds in weight, St. John tells us. And so uh, these two men, they, St. Jose Maria comments that they were not known publicly as disciples of the master, right? That they, they, were not, they were not those who stood beside him. They were not the ones who had the spotlight, right? Like just think of the apostles in the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. Like who gets to hand out that multiplied food? That is uh, the apostles. They, they had the spotlight. They were the, they were the top dogs, um, but they fled. Uh, they, they ran away. Uh, but not now Joseph of Arimathea uh, and Nicodemus, they are the ones who came. In the background, maybe even afraid. Um, Nicodemus had come to our Lord several times by night. Uh, he wasn't known publicly as a disciple. He did try to defend him uh, in the council, in the Sanhedrin, does our law condemn a man before first hearing him? But, um, and now, now this is what's happened. Now he's the one who shows up. Uh, him and Joseph of Arimathea, that we shouldn't, you, we don't know. We don't know who's going to rise to the occasion. We don't know who is going going to be there when it comes time. Uh, we don't know, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, that person, they're, they're a coward, right? And there's many people who act very cowardly. Oh, he only comes by night. Um, but now, this is, this is a public thing that they are taking our Lord publicly down from the cross and the crowd is there and the soldiers are there and they're going to see. Um, and these are two, two men that we, we get from the context of scripture. They're, they're dignified men um, and they're going to take a, a broken, beaten, bloody, lifeless body down um, from, from the cross. And they are, they do this small act of charity for our Lord. Uh, and in a way that even he can't thank them to to bury the dead, to care for the bodies of those who have died is a tremendous act of charity. It's one of the corporal works of mercy to bury the dead. It's something that they can't do for themselves. And so we um, do it for them. And so Joseph and Nicodemus, with great charity toward our Lord, uh, do this this thing, even though... He's not going to think that, right? There's no public joy from the, the crowd is turned against him, right? This is not going to be a, a politically popular move, but they are the ones who turn to our Lord, uh, that they, they come and they take care of his lifeless body. Um, they, they bring it down from the cross. Uh, that we're called... In these, and if we've been, been afraid, if we've been cowardly, that we too are called to um, do small acts of service um, for our Lord, even if, no, even if we think that he won't be able to thank us. Right now, we know that's absurd. We know that ultimately our reward is in heaven. But if there'll be no thanks here on earth for a small good deed that's done, like all the better when we do small acts of charity or big acts of charity. It's all the better if we cannot be repaid in this life, if there's nobody to say thank you, if no one notices, no one pays attention, or even better, where we're ridiculed for it and we're scorned. If we are praised in this life, amen, I say to you, you've already received your reward. And so Joseph and Nicodemus, they, they perform this act of um, charity. 
taking our Lord's lifeless body uh, down from the cross. And, you know, they, um, they really, this could have been seen as the total defeat, right? Maybe they were thinking, maybe others were thinking um, that this is, uh, sooner or later, he's going to step up, right? Sooner or later, our Lord is going is gonna to manifest his power and he's going to break uh, those, the soldiers and the crowd. He's going to start shooting lightning bolts or whatever it is. And uh, there could be a real sadness when they feel defeated. You know, I wonder if they, um, if they felt and those others around felt defeat. This is, we'd hoped. We hoped that this would all just, he would fix this somehow. He made the eyes of the blind, he made the, the blind see, open the eyes of the blind. He, couldn't he save himself? Um, we maybe had hoped that our Lord would change this, that this would be different. Uh, but now this is, this is where we are. May we, may we feel defeated. Maybe we feel like um, things should have been different. You know, maybe, maybe we hoped the situation that we're in right now that this would all be over by Easter, right? That this somehow we would maybe that, well, okay, St. Patrick's Day, St. Joseph's Day, you know, middle of March, okay, but by Easter, we're going we're gonna to be there. We're going to be able to make it for Easter. This is going to go away. This, this illness, it's going to go away. This isn't going to be as big as everyone's saying it's going to be. We're going we're gonna to be back by Easter. No. Maybe we feel a little defeated. Um, maybe we feel like we um, lost and now we're discouraged. Um, but we still have to act and act with charity, even if we're feeling that way. You know, we shouldn't. Everything's in God's plan. We should have supernatural optimism. But even if we are feeling that way, well, that's sure we shouldn't just sit at home, hang our heads low, um, you know, be, be moping around. No, 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 no. We're called to still act. Cherry, what's the next best thing I could do? Okay, so I can't be out doing what I want to do. I can't be out, can't come to the liturgies this week. I can't do any. Okay, but what can I do? What are the acts of charity that, that I can do? Um, we feel like we failed. Um, and everything appears to be a failure. We got to, um, this, is, this is the station to keep working. That knowing that we're going to still do our part. But God has his plan. St. Jose Maria writes in one of his um, points of meditation on this station, don't let discouragement enter into your apostolate. You haven't failed, just as Christ didn't fail on the cross. Take courage. Keep going against the tide. Protected by Mary's immaculate and motherly heart, Sancta Maria Refugium Nostrum et Virtus. You are our refuge and our strength. Hold your peace. Be calm. God has very few friends on earth. Don't yearn to leave this world. Don't shy away from the burden of the days, even though at times we find them very long. We haven't failed. If we feel like failures, we didn't fail. We're no more than Christ failed on the cross. And we know now, looking at the, the cross, you know, they may have felt a real failure and discouragement, but no, we, he didn't fail. And if we feel in this time, like this is a failure. That all of our good works, our apostolate, all those people we are talking to that maybe we've now lost touch with, 
all those um, ways. We're getting people that are slowly coming back to church. We're getting people. So a friend of mine just decided, I'm going to go back to church this Lent. And now they, they can't, right? You can't do it. You know, how do you tell people like, hey, I want to go back to Sunday Mass. Well, there's no Sunday Mass for you to go to. You can't. Um, it's a failure. We feel like we failed. No, we didn't fail. The church living through this time of difficulty, of sadness. We need to, we're not failing. Rather, no more than Christ failed on the cross. This, this will be victory for us if we embrace it. We can be victorious through this. Our Lord, he knows the plan. We have to live with him upon the cross. Um, and then, you know, God has very few friends on earth. Don't yearn to leave this world. And don't shy away from the burden of the days, even though at times we find them very long. Right? I think the more and more we have days of lockdown and quarantine and lack of um, social interactions, the more maybe our grocery shopping gets more tough to do. So we're just eating bland food. It tastes good Friday. Hopefully we're not eating all that much, right? It, um, but ugh, we're getting sick of this um, whatever we're eating at home. And we're just nervous about going to the store. The days can seem very long. Don't shy away from the burden. San Jose Maria tells us, don't, don't shy away from it. We gotta embrace that. This isn't, a, this isn't a time of failure. And this isn't, as we've said before, this isn't just a time to get through. Um, we, need to, we need to embrace it. Our Lord, when he's taken down from the cross, is placed in the arms of um, his mother, our mother our Immaculate Mother. Mary's there. And she, she's been there the whole time. Through this whole way of the cross, the whole Via Crucis, Our Lady is, she's been there. And maybe we haven't noticed her, but she's been there the whole time. And that's, I mean, along our Via Crucis, Our Lady is there. She's there the entire time. She is um, walking right along with us. And ultimately, you know, she will receive our souls at the end of this life into her maternal hands and pray for us and present us to her son. Our lady is faithful. She, she stays. The apostles, they run away. John comes back. He has a good sense to come back. But the rest of the apostles, they run far away. Judas betrays our Lord. Peter denies him. But Our Lady stays. She's faithful. She is a model of fidelity for us, our mother. And she's always there. And how much like a good mother, maybe we don't notice. May we take her for granted. Take all that she does for us for granted. Just assume she's always going to be there. And with our earthly mother, uh, that's not the case. Eventually our earthly mother as to go and meet our Heavenly Mother um, and be presented by our Heavenly Mother to our Lord. But our Heavenly Mother will always be there. Mary never leaves us. She's faithful. She, she stays. Um, and when our Lord, now, now John, um, you know, it's interesting. And I, I heard this very well put recently that John leaned against the breast of our Lord at the Last Supper, and he, he was with him 
in the Last Supper, just so close to him. And now that John can't be with our Lord, he stays close to his mother. Well, we, in this time when so many are unable to receive our Lord in Holy Communion, and we can't, we can't be close to our Lord in that way, we should be absolutely sure to stay close to his mother. That uh, we, should, we should be closer to Our Lady in this time. Um, and we should ask St. John, the Apostle, the Beloved Disciple, to, um, to teach us that, to stick with Mary, to stay with her. Behold your mother. Woman, behold your son. And so we need to stay with our mother. She receives the, the lifeless body of our Lord into her arms, our sorrowful mother, the Pieta, um, Mary holding the lifeless body of, of her son um, evokes such sadness. Um, Our Lady is faithful even when it's difficult, even when it, um, it hurts. It could be easy to be faithful in good times, but she's there even when it hurts. Um, she can teach us, Mother, teach us how to be faithful through the bitter end. Show us how to never, never abandon our Lord. And then the, the 14th stop, the, the, this is the end now of our way of the cross, that Jesus is laid in the tomb. Um, and this is a new tomb. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's in the garden. It's a new tomb. And Joseph of Arimathea had it made out of rock. It was right there. If you've ever been to the Holy Sepulcher, taken a virtual tour, it's, it's right there, right? The... Mount Calvary and the tomb are, are in the same church building. It's, it's really right there. So it's that garden, and in the garden there's a tomb, and he had just had this made for him. It's a new tomb, um, and it's, it's nice. It's a nice tomb. It's not just a common grave. It's above ground. It's, you know, hollowed out of the rock. It's, um, and he gives it to our Lord. Right? He, he gives it for... Um, our Lord's resting place. And I mean, just that, that the extravagance of that gift, like this is, this is, there's very few things we could claim our own long-term beyond our grave, right? Like, okay, my car, my clothes, everything like that. But like the spot where my body eventually rests after my soul departs from it, like that's, that's going to be mine. Like that's my grave. And I, Provided some crazy act doesn't happen, like that's where my mortal remains will be as long as they're intact. Um, that's it. That's my grave. That's mine. <laughs> and Joseph Arimathea even gives that to our Lord to give totally without counting the cost, to give away even where I expect that my body would remain for the rest of um, its duration. Um, he gives that to our Lord with tremendous generosity. Um, he gives even, he's got, he's going to need another tomb one day. Um, when we give, we should give with generosity from our, from the things we need. We don't just give our leftovers. We give even what we need to our Lord. Lord, you can have these things. I'm, I need them, but they're yours. They're entirely yours. The real poverty, real Christian poverty to, to give entirely to our Lord. Even those things that we want to hold on to, that we know we're going to need, give them to our Lord. 
And there's something, and I really, um, this evening, this afternoon, praying with this and reading out loud, you know, after you read the whole passion and all of the um, scorn and malice and competence and hatred, and our Lord takes it all. And now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. In the garden, there was a new tomb where no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, as the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. And it's just, like, we know what's going to happen in that tomb. Like, you see it coming. And so the way of the cross, the Via Crucis, it doesn't, um, it doesn't end in sadness. We shouldn't go away sad tonight. They put our Lord in this new tomb and there's a sadness at what he's undergone for us. Sadness for our sins that have caused the passion. But we don't go away sad or broken or discouraged. We know. You put the Lord in the tomb and he's coming out. He's not that... They roll a great stone in front of it. And in Matthew's account, they even the chief priests bribe the guard, listen, you know, say we're worried. You got to put guards there, right? They they get pilot. You got to put guards there. We know what happens when our Lord goes into the tomb. We know like this is, you just, I don't know. It's like watching a, a boxing match between, between the world heavyweight champion and, I don't know, me, right? It's like, we, we know what's going to happen here. This is... This is obvious what's going to happen. Okay. Like, we don't leave discouraged. We leave with hope. Real hope. Our Lord will rise. He's not staying in that tomb all that long. He will rise for us. He'll rise um, to give us the hope of the resurrection. Death doesn't get the last word. Um, it's accomplished. The, the work of our redemption at the end of the um, at the end of our the passion um, Saint Rosa Maria writes at the last station now it's all over and the work of our redemption has been accomplished we're now children of God because Jesus has died for us and his death has ransomed us empty enim estis prezio manio you and I have been bought at a great price We've been bought at a great price, the precious blood of our Lord. Like we consider our dignity as sons and daughters of God. What, what did Jesus pay for me? His precious blood, his life. He gave his life for me. We don't, we don't waste things that are expensive. We don't, we don't just play around with them. We don't just gamble them away. My soul is expensive to God. Costs the life of our Lord. We need to recognize and know the value of our souls, the value of what this Via Crucis has accomplished, what our Lord has, has done for us. In one of his points for meditation, St. Jose Mary writes, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, who are hidden disciples of Christ, intercede for him, making use of the high positions they hold in the hour of loneliness and total abandonment 
of scorn is they that stand up for him. Audacter, boldly, heroic courage. With them, I too will go to the foot of the cross. I'll press my arms tightly around the cold body, the corpse of Christ, with the fire of my love. I will unnail it. And with my reparation and mortifications, I will wrap it in the new winding sheet of my clean life. Now bury it in the living rock of my breast where no one can tear it away from me. And there, Lord, take your rest. Were the whole world to abandon you and to scorn you, serviam, I will serve you, Lord. As we conclude this Via Crucis, along the Lenten journey, these words for us can be our goal. What should we have taken from this? I'll go to the foot of the cross. I'll press my tight my arms tightly around the cold body, the corpse of Christ, with the fire of my love. I'll be there with the fire of my love. I'll unnail it with my reparation and mortifications as we make small mortifications and penances. It's unnailing our Lord from the cross, wrapping it in the new winding sheet of our pure lives, living holy purity, living clean and upright lives, which our Lord is wrapped. And then we let him rest in our hearts. It's the resting place for our Lord. Be at peace, Lord, in, in my heart. It's the Lord find peace, full rest in our hearts. Were the whole world to abandon you and to scorn you, the whole world, Serbian, I will serve. I will serve you, Lord. I'll continue to love you with his, with your grace, with your guiding and leading me along. Again, Our Lady notes the position of the grave. The stone is rolled, our mother of sorrows. But as we, as we conclude walking along the Via Crucis, we should resolve in all things to be the, with Our Lady. Now, and particularly in this next day, we shouldn't leave our mother alone, and she won't leave us alone. She will continue to help us to live the passion of Christ in our hearts and in our lives every day. Our mother will continue to walk with us and to teach us, to teach us how to imitate her son. We look forward with hope to the resurrection. We know that no tomb can hold our Lord ultimately and forever. No stone is big enough to keep him locked in. Our mother of hope, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. We refer to Our Lady in the Salve Regina. Spes Nostra. Sancta Maria, Spes Nostra. Our hope. So she teaches us to hope. True Christian hope and Christian optimism. Mary, we ask you to teach us to always walk the Via Crucis in our lives. To imitate the life of your Son, our Lord, in every day to grow closer to him in love.